Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And after he kills the main bad guy, he becomes fat. Oh yeah? Yep, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That could be so many movies. Could be. I'm thinking Chinatown. Could be. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe any movie starring uh, Steven Seagal. Raging Bull. Could Raging be. Bull. I don't think he kills any bad guys. I think no. he is the bad guy of that movie. Defeats to be a bad guy. Well, defeats his opponents. Yeah. Rocky. <laughs> All great examples. So, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, Manny D, would you care to explain what we do here? Well, we look at upcoming blockbusters that are coming out. Mm-hmm. We will look at the trailers. We look at the promotional materials. And then we try to guess, just based on that information, as much as the plot is humanly possible. That's right. And this week is no exception because we're covering Thor, Love and Thunder, the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. But if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can. Because in cinemas right now is Jurassic World Dominion. Which by the time this episode comes out, I would have already seen the movie. But since I haven't seen it yet, I don't know what happens in it. So I've seen it, but I don't know what happens in it. <laughs> okay. Makes sense? Yep. Because these are always recorded a week in advance. But anyway, moving on to Thor, Love and Thunder. Matty D, I've got to know straight away. I think we all know who the Thor character is at this point. We've talked about him in the past in, I think, Avengers Endgame, as well as other MCU movies, I believe. But what is your history specifically with the character Thor and his movies? Uh, history with Thor, I didn't have much of a history until the Avengers movie started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching the first one. I wasn't really too excited about it. No, and, you and me both, brother. And, we saw uh, it together. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I was really impressed with it. I thought it was great. I, I didn't hate the second one when the second one came wow, out. I know okay. that one cops a lot of shit. And then, of course, there was Ragnarok. So I've, I've enjoyed all of them. They've been a, a fun little romp, really. But How I've would ha- you rank those three movies? Uh, well, I, yeah. I, it's, it's not terribly surprising that I would go Ragnarok, Thor 1, and then The Dark, Dark World. World. Okay. Interesting. But I liked them all. They were all fun. Uh, and I didn't expect to like them. That's the that's the other thing as well. I was like, well, these are really good. Chris Hemsworth was great in that role. Yeah. And we teased last week that you have a little bit of a connection with the movie we're talking about this week. I do. I do. I do. This now, particular movie, yes. You were a little nervous before we started recording because you're like, Kieran, you sort of gave away the game last week. But uh, <laughs> I actually signed a non-disclosure <laughs> statement with Marvel saying that I'm not going to talk about the movie before it comes out. But then me and my big mouth last week was just like, Matty D's in this movie. <laughs> Yep. And I was like, no one knows who you are, Matty. All right, all right. Maybe completely anonymous. But then you're like, well, what if they just look at the call sheet for when I was on that day? (laughs) If they want to find out who leaked this information, they're just going to look at the call sheet and deduce who exactly Matty D could be. Yes, yes. So I was, I I am in this movie. Okay. Technically speaking, I am in this movie. I do appear in a scene and, you know, it was an opportunity that came up and of course I jumped at it. I was like, hells yeah. And it was a great experience, by the way. It was a lot of fun being on that set, met a lot of cool people. But they were very secretive about okay, a yeah. lot of the information. So they didn't tell us what was going on. You know, they just said, you know, you come here, you stand here, you do this. So I don't, you know, they didn't actually tell us a lot of the plot. They didn't tell us who particular characters were or who who they might be. So there's a little bit of guessing there. But I guess we have today a little bit of an insider's okay. advantage. Can you give us any sort of information on what the location might have been or like what the scenario might have been? I can't. Okay, well, fuck it. Let's go for it. I, I, okay. I'm not going to give the location away, but essentially I was in a battle scene. Okay. Yes. I saw a couple of battle scenes in the trailer, so it could be any number of those. <laughs> yeah. Were you blue? Uh, well, I could be. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're really teasing it out this time. So <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was... the purpose of you actually being in the movie this time was actually going to help us out with our plot. I think by the will, sounds of it. At least. I think it will at least a little Maybe bit. Maybe when we start discussing the plot, you suddenly have this massive insight in one of the battle scenes. You just start tapping your nose so I know which scene you're talking <laughs> so about. So I have a... F- 
pretty strong idea of how this movie is going to start because okay. I think I was in the start of this movie. Wow. Mm. You were young Thor, were you? I was young Thor. Because it has to start with a childhood flashback. You're definitely right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen. You and were I'll, there with young Thor. I'll tell you why when we get into okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yes, so, when we get into it. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, it was a good it was a good shoot. They how were very, were very secretive. Uh, I was there for the whole day. Wow, okay. Yeah. And how much footage do you think was shot? Three minutes worth? Yeah, probably. Two minutes worth? <laughs> probably not a lot. Well, I look forward to actually seeing if you appear in the movie. Because <laughs> we talked about a TV show that you were in a while back. Yes. Which, by the way, one of your co-stars from that TV show is actually in this movie as well. So yeah. this is the second time you've appeared alongside this actor, <laughs> which is incredible. I'm really That's excited crazy. to talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, I was really disappointed that you were on the cutting room floor of that TV show. So Me I'm hoping too. that this isn't another circumstance of like, <laughs> oh, he filmed it. He was there, but we just don't see him in the finished they movie. They just cut me. They just cut me in everything I'm, I'm a part of. You You're know? wearing a white jumper and carrying an umbrella. <laughs> yes! I and don't. just lurking in the background of all the shots And I was again. trying to get in every shot, but they didn't put me in any of them. I think that scene no, I'm was saying, cut. I'm saying for uh, oh. Thor, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yes. In, everyone's dressed like Greek gods, and then suddenly, like, in walks Matty D in yep. a white jumper carrying an umbrella. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, it was it was a fun time. It was fun to be part of a, a Marvel set as well. Yeah. Um. Essentially, what what ended up happening was the location was super secret. They sent us like the the job, and the job was all like in a code word and stuff. So it was all very right. hush. Do you remember what the code word was? I won't say it because they might still be using. Okay, it. They, but they will give it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bad. But uh, but like I can't, I got in like really early. We're talking like f- like I think three or four a like it was dark still when I got into mm-hmm. the location. But they like the got us into world. a location. They took our like phones and stuff off and. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed us in, and you know they 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 shuffled us along, and then they got us into a, a, a like a truck, like a bus, I think, and drove us to the location. So it was very, wow. very, very, very. And was Taika Waititi there? Yeah, me and him are buds now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you man, give him jokes. I ha- like yeah, write jokes I, I write his jokes for him. I was like, my friend Kieran is a, the biggest fan of your mm. acting work, is what I said to him. Wow, why would you do me like that? <laughs> And then he played him like excess from the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was playing po- I was playing everybody excess in the podcast. Come on, I'm there p- to promote. You're just elbowing First- Natalie Portman in the ribs being like, hey, listen to <laughs> hey, this hey, bit. Hey. We're not talking about you, but are still, you, like, this uh, is funny. Are you available at all? What are you doing after this? <laughs> She's super muscly. She, like, <laughs> breaks you over her knee. That would have been great. <laughs> She's super muscly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, met a lot of stuntmen as well. They're, they're oh, a wow. lot of fun, yeah. Sounds like a fun time. Now, I should probably go into my history, yeah, which yeah, is well, much less history? exciting than yours before we continue on. But, yeah, I quite like you. I I was with you at the cinema when the first Thor movie came out in 2011. I don't remember thinking much of it at all. Yeah. I remember thinking it was pretty much like a big waste of time. (laughs) And I didn't even see The Dark World. I heard it was so bad that I was like, I don't need to see <laughs> yep. this one. And I reluctantly watched Thor Ragnarok, not expecting to enjoy it. And I ended up really enjoying it to the point where I call it my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Yeah, fair. And it really got me back into the Marvel movies for like a brief period. It was up until Black Panther came out. No, actually, what happened was I saw Captain America The Winter Soldier and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I followed that up with Thor Ragnarok and I really, really enjoyed that. And I'm like, man, these movies are like kicking goals now. I never would have thought that I would have gotten back into these movies. But then I watched Black Panther and they completely derailed like my hype train. Yeah. And then Infinity War was just like icing on the cake for me. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm never going to watch one of these movies again unless we just happen to do a podcast where we have to. <laughs> now you have to watch all of them. Now I have to watch all of them. Pretty much. This is your penance. Yeah, exactly. Now, I- I've said this a million times in the past. I'm not the big superhero fan. So I'm- I apologize to anybody who's like really into these movies, but it's just not my bag. I had my run, as I just explained. 
And I'm excited to talk about the movie this week because it's a direct sequel to my favourite MCU movie of all time, directed by my favourite MCU director, Taika Waititi. And it seems to have the same tone and style as Absolutely. Ragnarok. So this is a good sign, right? Yeah, it has that real sort of like 80s. He-Man, 80s, yeah. 80s throwback style to it with a lot of rock and roll yeah. and just cheesy over-the-top comedy, I suppose, that these movies are sort of in desperate need of. And with Taika Waititi behind the realm, it doesn't really feel like forced. It feels very natural to the movie because yeah. you just sort of know what kind of movie you're going to get with him as director. So if it wasn't obvious already, Thor Love and Thunder is a direct sequel to Thor Ragnarok, as I already mentioned, and it's the fourth MCU Thor movie and the 29th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 29. So we're almost at number 30. Wow. So Matty D, what do we know about this movie so far? So there there were only two trailers I could find for this movie. I don't know yeah, if you too. found any more. One of them's technically a teaser, I think, yeah. but they're both the same trailer, but just one's longer than the other. Pretty much, pretty much. We get a we get a sense of the style, right? Everything we said before. A lot of eighties, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of fun. Essentially, this takes place after the events of uh, the last Avengers movie, where Endgame. Thor, yep, where Thor has put on a bit of weight and he's sort of lost his mm. at confidence. least at one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's back. He's gonna he's gonna hit the gym. <laughs> Yes. He's going to do like the chain swings and he's going to get his buff body back. Yep. So that's what we see in the movie. And essentially there is a villain mm-hmm. uh, who looks to be a guy that's just uh, Christian Bale, actually, who's yep. out there killing gods or trying to kill gods. And mm-hmm. so I guess he's got Thor as a target there. We we can I imagine assume. So. But essentially, I guess Thor is now, you know, getting himself back into being good old Thor and trying to take down this character. We see that he meets uh, Zeus, who looks like who looks to be Zeus. So mm-hmm. they're gonna, you know, go to other gods. And we also see that Jane Foster is back, his ex girlfriend, after about eight years, I think yep, eight they years. said. Uh, and she's now taken on a mantle of Thor on her own. Yep. Now apparently, I heard Taika Waititi say that. This is kind of Thor in like a midlife crisis. And, and a lot of this movie is going to be about his relationship with Jane Foster, the fact that she's been gone for so long mm-hmm. and this reconnection in his words, like fucks his world up, turns okay. his world upside down. So that's going to be a huge thing. Yeah. And we see a lot of like a lot of stylized flying around. Uh, Valkyrie is back. So she's kind of been the leader Who? of uh, uh, Valkyrie. Sorry. Valkyrie. <laughs> Val- Valkyrie. Valkyrie sounds good though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, she's been leading Asgard, so I guess, and new also Asgard. the get yeah, new Asgard, and um, the Guardians of the Galaxy is also up take place in this movie. So I think yep. Thor's been running around with the Guardians. Yep, I think we can presume that. Yeah, and then and we'll break know. it down as we discuss what we think. Is so there's a lot in the happening plot. in this trailer. Yeah, absolutely, and it doesn't look very realistic, but I guess that's not the point of it. So when the She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer came out, I don't know if you've seen it, maybe nope. D. But Marvel fans freaked out at the quality of the CGI in that trailer. Because if you think about the Hulk, he's a giant CGI monstrosity, but he has stubble. He has details on his skin. But when you do like a CGI version of a woman, you can't have like a CGI beard on a woman. You can't have like I mean, all the you imperfections. Can. I mean, you can, but it wouldn't look right for the character. Uh-huh. So she has completely smooth skin, which completely gives away the fact that it's a just a, a CGI character. And it looks terrible. Oh, And people are like, well, it's going to completely take me out of the TV series if I'm just looking at this really obviously fake woman, not up to Disney Marvel standards. I look at this trailer and I go, well, everything looks fake, but that's just the kind of movie it is. It so. works. Who cares if we see goats pulling around a ship that's being powered by a rainbow? That's just the movie that we're in for. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's not keen on that, don't go see the movie. I do actually have a synopsis for this movie, if you think that will clarify things at all. Let's hear it. So it goes, Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat this threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to his surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer. 
together, they set out on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance. Well done, sir. What a tongue twister that was. Oh, absolutely. They're always really <laughs> bad. It's just they're, they're made to be read on the page and not to be read out aloud. So in your standard episode of Potential Spoilers, Maddie D and I will typically go away and come up with a plot individually. But because we thought that Maddie D might have an unfair advantage this week, and just because I couldn't be asked, this week we've decided to team up and put our heads together and come up with a plot together. We're sharing the load. And it's only fair, right? It's yes. only fair because, you know, we don't want Maddie D to have an unfair advantage in any kind of way at all. So by him being there on the set, he could have information that I'm not privy to, the internet's not privy to. So in all fairness, it's like full disclosure table here, and it's just a circumstance of we're teaming up just for the sake of clarity, just for the sake of fairness. Yes. And as is standard with our team up episodes, what we'll do is we'll go through all the actors in this movie one by one, and we'll discuss what we think their impact on the movie is going to be, what their overall character arc we think is going to be, and how we think they're going to tie into the movie. Returning as the character of Thor is Chris Hemsworth, who of course we've talked about as Thor in the past. Have we discussed Chris Hemsworth in any other movie? Of course we have. Men in Black International. Yes. How could you forget? So we know that he's the former king of Asgard and he's based on the Norse deity of the same name. But what do you think his impact in this movie is going to be? We don't have to get into like specific plot details at this stage. You, you mentioned like him having like a midlife crisis. Yeah. How old is Thor? Oh, geez. Well, he started when he was in his late 20s in this I'm not asking how old Chris Hemsworth oh. is. I'm asking how old Thor is. Well, he's a god, so it doesn't really matter, but I think he's got to be- Can a god have 40? a midlife crisis? 40s? What, you think he's a new god, like he was only born <laughs> recently within the last hundred years? Well, 40s in, like, compared to us. Right, to so 40,000 yeah. is more likely. <laughs> yes. Maybe. I'm sure there is, like, a canonical age that he is, but I don't know it. doesn't no, look like either. you know it either. Nope. So, obviously, you think his journey's going to be, I don't know, becoming more grounded. It sounds like his crisis is- he doesn't know whether he wants to continue being a hero or if he wants to retire and just settle yeah. down. And he's trying to figure out what a hero is and what, he, what how he is going to be a hero, whether whether he's going to just follow what he's been told to do or whether he's going to forge his own path. I think this is going to be a real big reclaiming of his confidence for this character. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget as well that he's one of the only surviving members of the original Avengers lineup as well. Yes. So him and Hulk, I think, are the only two survivors. That's right. And it kind of feels like he has been replaced by a lot of characters. Like there's already yeah. a Thor out there. I mean, Valkyrie has also taken over. Yeah. So Valkyrie is taken over as the king of Asgard. Interesting yeah. that she's the king and not the queen. Oh, yeah, I know. I noticed that. And Jane is obviously taking his place as the god of Thor. Yeah. She, she's mighty Thor, I believe. But yeah. we'll get to her in a second. So, state. it's kind of like he's useless. He doesn't have a place anymore. And I guess he's trying to find himself again. By the way, Thor is uh, 1,500 years old. Wow. So, still a spring chicken. Still a spring chicken. Still Much younger young than 40,000 like I thought. Anyway, moving on. Playing the character of Gore the God Butcher is Christian Bale, who I don't think we've ever talked about before on this show. We Batman himself from Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. What else was he in? American Psycho. American Psycho. Was he also in American Hustle? Yes, he was. There you go. Yeah. As well as Pocahontas. Remember he was- uh, He was. One of John's friends in Pocahontas. <laughs> and he was also in- Was he in The Prestige? Yes, with um, Hugh Jack. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Look he at was, how confused we he are. He was one of them, yeah. Also in Howl's Moving Castle for the yes. English dub. Yes, of course. I mean, wow, he was everywhere role. at one stage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's you know high time that he actually had a comeback to the superhero world. Playing a villain, no less. I do like that. Michael Keaton, he used to be Batman as well. 
Now he's Vulture in the MCU. So, you know, you were a good guy in DC. Now you're a bad guy in Marvel. That's the rule now. Yes. Now, I didn't know a lot about this character. I didn't even do any research on this character, so I know nothing. Well, from what I gather... The history of this character is he grew up on a planet. He was. He, he seems to exist in a, like a black and white world. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of like, you know, his planet had earthquakes and all this, you know, hardship on it. And right. he sort of questioned if the gods existed or not. And his tribe, because he was saying, oh, I don't think the gods exist. Look at all this terrible stuff that's happening. His tribe like kicked him out, said, you're not welcome here because, you know, you're spouting all this sacrilege. Then he finds out, and, he, and his family dies, and all this tragedy happens. Then he finds out gods do exist, right. and he's like, well- He feels that they're forsaken here. Exactly. Right. So then he goes out and tries to kill all the gods. Now, in the comics, I believe he finds a powerful sword, which he can go kill yep. gods with. So, so that- in his bio, it actually says that he wields a strange and terrifying sword. Yes. So, so it's obviously that same sword. That might have something to do with it. And what is it with the MCU and swords at the moment? <laughs> they love you notice that? Yes. So we've got Moon Knight, which presu- I've never seen an episode of it, but presumably- Presumably, he swings a sword around. At the end of Eternals, one of the post credit scene was that uh, Kit Harrington finds a sword in with the presumption that he's going to be Black Knight or something well, yeah, like that. Well, yeah, that character always had a sword, though. That was a big part of that character. But it seems like everyone's just building up a sword collection, <laughs> and we're going to have like a huge galactic sword fight at one stage. If only. That'd be awesome. So, obviously, Gore the Butcher is going to be the villain of the movie. He's going to feel like he's hard done by, forsaken by the gods. He's going to go around and kill them. Obviously, it's up to Thor and his friends to defeat Gore the Butcher. That's just standard MCU plot, right? Now, do you think, you know, as a typical Marvel movie, that they'll water this character down just to be a one-note bad guy that doesn't have anything interesting? Absolutely. Now, we were totally wrong with our presumptions of who the bad guy was in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so I'm a little bit, like, once bitten, twice shy. You're right, okay. This time around, because I'm so sick of them being like, all right, this is the bad guy, then you go and watch the movie and it's someone completely different, and then, like... The the setup bad guy is just a is just a minion basically. Thor remember, turns out to be the bad guy. Remember with Eternals, we were so sure who the bad guy was in that movie. Yes, and then it turned out that they didn't even matter in the actual movie. Yes, and there was like a, a fake out bad guy. They they've been doing that so often. So you think it's going to happen now? So I'm reluctant to believe that Gore the Butcher is like the the big bad guy, but we don't know that. No, and he has such a cool design. If you ask me, I don't know if you agree. And they've cast him as Christian Bale. Who's a huge actor. Yeah, it just feels like... It's not like he's a nobody actor like yeah. whoever the bad guy in Eternals was, <laughs> the fake bad guy. Yeah. And it's not like he's a clone of another character like in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, I, I feel more confident in presuming that he's the bad guy. And I sort of feel like Taika Waititi, if he's going to cast a big name as a bad guy, they're actually going to be the bad guy. Mm. Remember we had Kate Blanchett as uh, Hela yes. in Thor Ragnarok? And yep. she was very much like a one-note bad guy in that. And these Thor movies, they don't generally have a big kind of twist like that. Not really. You know, it's pretty much, here's your bad guy, here's your good guy, let him fight. Let them fight. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on. Playing Matty D's favourite character of all time in the MCU of Valkyrie is Tessa Thompson. Yep. Even though he forgot her name at the start of the episode, but yeah, we won't hold that against him. We'll forgive you. So, Valkyrie, as I said, is now known as the king of New Asgard. Now, let's not forget as well that New Asgard is... New Asgard is like on Earth. On Earth. Yeah. That's right. It's a little fishing village yeah. that we saw in Endgame. Yeah, because of course old Asgard is destroyed and they sort of set up a home can be anywhere, Thor. So they set up into like some little fishing, fishing village. village. Yeah. In like Norway or something mm. like that. Or would it be, uh, where is uh, Norse mythology taking uh, place? Norway? Denmark, Sweden, Scandinavia? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> We're not experts <laughs> here. We don't pretend to be. Now, interestingly enough, Kevin Feige has said that the character's bisexuality will be addressed in the film. I, I wasn't even aware that she was a bisexual. Yes, I did hear that. So, I think that's going to play into her relationship with Jane Foster. I absolutely hope so. So, Man. 
all my teenage fantasies, <laughs> even though I'm an adult, would have come true if they were having a relationship. Uh-huh. Well, I actually think that's the case. Do you? Yeah, do you I do. Agree? I think that too. Sure. I, I hope that they have a relationship, at least a flirtation. I don't know if it'll be a lot, but I think. No, man. I'm I'm hoping for like full on. <laughs> Hardcore, you know, blue is the warmest color style sex. Well, that, that was the scene I was, the movie. I was a part of there. You know? Oh, really? You were the coach. <laughs> yes. No, you were the fluffer. You, I was the fluffer. So you, you came and warmed them up. Oh, no. I, I was apologize. the gimp. <laughs> I apologize, everybody in Vance. So, obviously, they might have a little bit of a suggestion of a flirtation between the two characters, but I think Jane Foster may not be bisexual herself or even a is. lesbian. Yeah. So, I think Valkyrie might be smitten with Jane in some way. <laughs> obviously, she's bisexual. She could go either way. Yes. But I think she'll show an interest in Jane and it'll be obvious just to, you know, go back to her comic book roots, I'm presuming, because the character is bisexual there as well. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't. I just assume she was, but I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. Well, another character that Valkyrie, let's just not uh, say that Valkyrie is going to be a one note bisexual character (laughs) and not have an arc. Now, what I understand before I move on from Valkyrie as well is that in New Asgard, she is the king, as we've said. And she is sort of bogged down in the bureaucracy of being the king as well. And so, she- we see a shot in the trailer where she's sitting in like a council meeting. Yeah. Which I think would be a funny way to approach it. So, yeah. rather than being like a, a ruling king, she actually has to go to like local council meetings <laughs> and sit with like all the like the local members and, and talk about like highways and uh, fixing up the sewerage system and whatnot. And she's not going to like that because she's, she's a warrior. Yeah, exactly. She's from another planet. Mm-hmm. She's a warrior. She doesn't want to sit there and listen to like ministers squabble with each other yeah. at parliament question time. So, yeah, I think that'll be a fun sort of angle. And then I guess she's going to enjoy going back to her warrior ways in going on an adventure with Thor and Jane and the rest. Mm-hmm. Now, next up, I'm not sure how much this character is going to play into the movie, given that we don't see her at all in the trailer. Playing the character of Sif is Jamie Alexander. She was Sif in the previous two Thor movies. She had like a, a somewhat chunky role in the first Thor movie. Don't remember her in the second movie because I didn't see it. And she had like a cameo in the third movie. Yeah. Now, she's like a warrior woman. She's friends with Thor, old friends with Thor. And uh, she seems kind of interested in Thor. That's the vibe I always got. Well, if uh, Valkyrie doesn't have a relationship with Jane, there's every chance she could have a relationship with Sif. Oh, yeah. True. Maybe they're in in a relationship when we see them at the start of the movie. You know, I mean, Valkyrie can still be flirty with Jane, but she might be living in a house together with Sif. We don't know. Might as well put it out there. Why else credit Sif so high up in the movie if she doesn't appear in the trailer and is not going on the adventure with them? Unless she's a secret bad guy. Unless she's killed off by Gore the Butcher. Maybe. As uh, a way to tug at our heartstrings. Well, she is a god, so it makes sense. Exactly, exactly. And we know that there's a battle scene in New Asgard. Yes. Mm, Very interesting. Let's, uh, Let's earmark that for now and move on. So, next up, playing the character of Korg, returning as the character of Korg. We saw him in both Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame and Infinity War as well, I think. Could be wrong there. Is Taika Waititi. And now, of course... <laughs> You're not going to say anything about Taika Waititi? <laughs> Just like, yep, he's Korg. Oh, we've covered Taika Waititi to death. We literally talked about him a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Free Guy. We talked about him in Lightyear a couple of weeks before that. Or was it a couple of weeks after? We know exactly what he's going to be doing in this movie. Yes, so he's a CGI monstrosity who spouts one-liners. He's the one who... I can't believe... <laughs> Taika Waititi's the director of this movie, and he's so, like... He really wants to put himself out there, so he's, like, making himself, like, an even bigger character in this movie. Well, this character was a really popular character, so it makes sense, but I don't know. I kind of felt like it was funny... It, it we- works in smaller doses, right? It, it worked in the context of Ragnarok. Yeah. What he's doing here... I know he was... You know, Thor's flatmate, which I didn't love. Yeah, in Endgame, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I wasn't a fan of that either. They've kind of shoehorned him in and it just kind of feels like 
You're like overexposing Taika the Waititi's joke. writing for Taika Waititi because yeah. he also wrote this movie. Yes, yeah. You're overexposing the joke you said. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's going to be very one note. Uh, it being Taika Waititi and him writing the movie and also directing, I think they're going to try and add a few more dimensions to Korg. Like we might learn a little bit more about him. Okay. But knowing Taika Waititi, it's just going to be a one note funny guy. Yeah. And it's not going to be any deeper than that, really. You agree? I agree. Unless he's the secret bad guy. <laughs> Well, he already is the secret bad guy in my Let's books, just suggest the- everyone is the secret bad yeah. guy because we might be right. <laughs> okay, it doesn't work that way, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so next up playing the character of Zeus is Russell Crowe, who of course is king of the Olympians and he's based on the Greek deity of the same name. I think we saw him like very briefly in the second trailer. I think we saw his back in the first trailer and he flicks off Thor's robe in the second trailer in a scene that I'm sure everyone in the cinemas will love. <laughs> That's what's selling the tickets. So I saw in the trailer that he carries around like a, a metal lightning rod. Yes. Like a golden lightning rod. And interestingly enough, Valkyrie is seen wielding this at the end of the trailer when she's fighting Gore. So, my theory is that Russell Crowe's character here, Zeus, is going to be set up as sort of like the new version of the Grandmaster. I know that the Grandmaster's in this movie, but we're going to have like this big, almost intimidating but goofy presence who is like, you remember how Grandmaster was set up as like, uh, almost like a villain in that, in Thor Ragnarok. But he ended up just being like a goofy presence. Yes. And I do agree with you with this. Like, I think it's going to be exactly the same here with Zeus. It's going to be silly. And I also have a theory that he's going to be food for worms. Yes, agreed. Um, so we have Gore the Butcher going around killing off gods. Zeus is die. a god. He's going to die. He's yeah. going to die. And of course, Valkyrie is going to, I don't know, take revenge by taking his uh, powerful lightning staff. Yes. And they definitely, I, I think they'll all go to Zeus to warn him, to save him, to get him on his side. But- yeah. It's because this guy's killing off gods that they go to Zeus, and I agree with you. And they fail. Gore is too powerful for them at that point, and he overcomes them and kills mm. Zeus. And That's Zeus my might, theory. Zeus might not take it, you know, take them seriously, no, or, or think Thor is a you know threat, which is why he ties up Thor. Um, yeah, you know, and I hope they play into the whole thing that Zeus is a massive pervert, like that turns himself into. Well, a he's goose. surrounded by like eight women in the trailer. Yeah, so I hope he turns into a goose. He <laughs> impregnates women. Yeah, he will be a sleazebag. Or the secret bad guy. Uh, <laughs> might be. Could be. Could be. But yeah, he's going to be silly. He's going to die. So next up, playing the character of Jane Foster, returning as Jane Foster, as well as Mighty Thor, is Natalie Portman. Yes. Who I don't think we've ever talked about before on the show. For that matter, we haven't talked about Russell Crowe. No, we haven't. On this show. But I feel like we don't have time to delve into every single actor in detail because there's so many in this movie. And I think it's important to give everybody their due. So Natalie Portman, of course, most famous for being in the Star Wars prequels. And what was it? Leon the Professional? Black Swan. Black Swan. Loads of stuff. So we understand that uh, Jane Foster was an astrophysicist. We saw her in the first movie. They had a breakup, I believe, between the second movie and third. Am I wrong? You're right, yes. And so she's no longer Thor's girlfriend and she's suffering from cancer, from what I understand. Is she? Yeah. I've heard that time and time again since this movie was announced. Okay. So we knew before even a trailer was released that Natalie Portman was going to be playing Mighty Thor in this movie. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a surprise to me and I'm not even the big Marvel fan. And from what I understand, they've said this in the character bio that she's undergoing cancer treatment before she's imbued with the power of Thor by Mjolnir. Okay. Now we know that Mjolnir has been shattered. So I think through some sort of blessings, through some sort of like blessing of the gods, I think she will be transformed into the new Thor and the the hammer will sort of reassemble. Yes. And grant her the power of a god and then rid her of her cancer. Maybe it's the only way to save her life. Maybe she proves herself. She's proven herself worthy to to take the mantle of Thor. Mm-hmm. 
Who knows? I, I, I agree with all those. I think this is something that we won't see. Maybe we'll be told. Maybe in a flashback. Maybe yeah. in a flashback. It's going to be revealed as a surprise that she is Mighty Thor, that I, she's taken Thor's place. Even though she's in the trailer. But yeah. Yes. In the yeah. movie, it's going to be revealed as a surprise, the same way that it is in the trailer. And yeah, she will explain through the, the use of a flashback that she was dying from cancer, mm-hmm. undergoing treatment. It wasn't looking good. And then- she was blessed by the gods, essentially. Mjolnir reformed and she was zapped by lightning and became Mighty Thor. Exactly. That's my theory. And I think her relationship with Thor will be very prickly, will be very sort of antagonistic almost in a oh, playful sort of. way. I think that's where they're going to go with it. It's going to be like your ex-girlfriend rocks up. Yeah, things There's are a little history. prickly, but they, they, they're mature enough to become friends. Maybe he'll try and reunite that romance now that she's all muscly. Maybe he's like, ooh, hello. Yeah, exactly. You're not as muscly as me, but whoa. <laughs> Muscly than you were before. Mm. I'm part of the center app, by the way, Chris Hemsworth's uh, fitness app. So I've been oh, seeing really? this promo, like all this promotion. Well, ever since material. you met him on, on set, exactly. right? They used to say, like, "Are you a part of my app?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, they all those guys that are members of that uh, app are losing their mind over Thor's body at the moment. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to point out as well that the Guardians of the Galaxy are appearing in this movie. So we've got Chris Pratt, Pom Clementif, Dave Batista, Karen Gillan, Vin Diesel, and Bradley Cooper. All of whom I think we've talked about before, with the exception of Pom Clementif and Bradley Cooper. Because we're big fans of Vin Diesel here on this show. Can't stop talking about him. He's great. And so, the Guardians, I I believe we see them pretty prominently in the trailer, though I don't think they're going to play a huge role in this movie. Of course, when we last left Thor, he was leaving with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I think they're going to be there at the start. They're going to go off on their own adventures to obviously find Gamera and then leave Thor behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. They're not going to be a big presence in this movie. I think between the last movie and this movie, Thor's been running around with Guardians of the Galaxy, and they kind of leave him to to go off on his other adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, I have spoken to an actor who did a scene with both the Chris's in it, and Mm. this guy was an alien, so maybe- Maybe there's more to it. Well, we know at the start of the movie that he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they're going to rescue an alien tribe from bad guys. Mm-hmm. So both Chris's are in that scene. It's right at the start of the movie. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal in the rest of the movie. Cool. We can break it down as we talk about the plot in just a second. But the last person I wanted to talk about, and certainly not least, playing the character of Grandmaster, returning as the Grandmaster, is Jeff Goldblum. Yes. We, of course, saw him uh, in Jurassic World Dominion, which he was really good, I hope. <laughs> He saved that movie, I, I certainly presume so. <laughs> you assume so. Imagine if- Because I've seen it, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, right. Imagine if you- Because when this episode's out, don't forget, I've, I've actually gone and seen the right. movie already. Right. So when people are listening to this, I've seen it and I have opinions on it, but right now I can't tell you what they are. Of course. I haven't seen it. <laughs> of course. Makes Imagine sense. if he's terrible in the movie. I don't. I, I think oh, it's a safe bet he'll be great. Jeff Goldblum ever given a, a, a shit performance? Never, I think, is the answer to that question. Yeah. By the way, Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster is going to be here in a cameo. Yes, agreed. Since he's right down the arse end of the cast yep. list. And we see that they go back to that garbage planet that he's the king of. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's all I can see happening with him. The planet that's in all my Star Wars plots. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a, like a planet we often see in the Star Wars universe as well. There's always a garbage planet. Yes. Wally is the master of the garbage planet. Oh, wait, that was Earth. <laughs> Let's move on to talking about the plot itself. Let's get our theories out there on okay. the table. Yes. So. We all know how this movie's going to open, Matty D. Yes, we do. How's Childhood it? flashback. Childhood flashback. So, we see in, I believe it's the second trailer, that Korg is narrating to some children about the, the, like, the life of Thor. Yes. So, I think that the movie will open up with, obviously, a flashback to Thor as a child, and we get to see his upbringing mm. in Asgard, presumably. Yeah. 
in this whole time it's being told to us by Korg. So you think that's going to take place in the movie? It's going to be a narrated flashback? Yeah. So it's being narrated by Taika Waititi. So Taika oh, Waititi of course. opens the movie up. He's Korg, by the way. So the movie opens up with narration by, this is my theory, you can disagree or agree with me as much as you want. He's narrated by Taika Waititi. He's explaining the child, you know, the, the life of Thor up until this current point. We get to see briefly the events of Endgame in a very brushed over moment. We yeah. see that Thor was fat. Korg explains that, you know, oh, Thor originally gave up, but then uh, he decided he was going to turn his life around. He became skinny mm-hmm. and he's now, you know, hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Korg brings us up to speed. Yeah, essentially. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I think that's a pretty safe guess. One thing I will say is that there might be like a war scene at the start. Yeah, we're getting to that. Okay. So, this so comes once after. we're up to speed, then we have our introduction to Thor, our introduction to the Guardians of the Galaxy- They've landed on a planet. They're being there's a tribe of blue aliens. Yes. They're being attacked by marauders who have like these sort of hovercraft ships with laser guns mounted to them. They're very much like marauders or pirates. They're attacking these blue people. The blue people are in distress. So we have our guardians of the galaxy, including Nebula, mm-hmm. all there to help fight back against these uh, blue aliens and yes. save this these uh, these tribe from these marauders. Yes. Now, now, Kieran, I I do want to say that I really really think this movie is going to start with a battle scene before that where maybe a baby Thor is with his mother really? in war. Well, that could be a scene in the flashback. It could be, yes. Just because, you know, you spend a day <laughs> filming it, presumably, doesn't mean that it's not a, like a second in the actual movie. All right. So should we just incorporate that into the flashback with with sure, Korg? Sure, Because I can't see them starting the movie on like a dark note. It doesn't feel like the right sort of thing to do. Mm. I, I think we want to set the tone that this is like a fun and campy movie straight away. Okay. Sure. Um, do so it's we- not going to Shang-Chi style open. Yeah, I was wondering if they would explore Gorg's- Sorry, Gore. Is Gore, it Gore, yeah. yeah. Gore's- so Gore and Thor, they rhyme. Gore's- Because I thought it would be Gore's backstory as well, whether he has some connection- We'll get to that eventually. Thor. We'll get to that eventually, but I don't think the movie's going to open that way. Because it could, it could be cool to I'm see- I'm thinking about Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Thor Ragnarok didn't start off with Hela being introduced in Hela's no, background. No, Let's not forget that Hela is one of Thor's sisters, is that right? Well, she was- yeah, something like that. But, but remember the original, well, Thor Ragnarok, the third movie, started off with a funny scene with Thor fighting like that giant sort of demon monster in that underworld area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm seeing them, if we're going to follow the tone of that previous movie, they've got to start off with some sort of humor. Okay. So we have our childhood flashback because that's a must. And that, that him, like what, like Wonder Woman, he grows up, he's running. Yeah, that's we right. saw that in the, in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Then we have our battle scene after that with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And that leads us to the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor having to go their separate ways. Yes, yes. So, they they win this, you know, they save they the, the tribe. Fight, they save the day. And Thor's like, where to next, guys? And they're like, eh. Well, obviously, they're like, well, we want to go find Gamora. And Thor, he has to have a reason to go back to the trash planet. Because we know that the Guardians drop him off at the trash planet with Korg. We just don't know why. Yeah. Why doesn't okay. he want to go with them and help them find Gamora? We see in the trailer. Maybe they hate him. Maybe they're so sick of him that they're like, "Is there somewhere we can drop you off, Thor?" Well, that's that's essentially what we kind of the vibe we get in the trailer. They're just like yeah. leave, but I don't think it'll be quite like that. My instincts were that Gore would be a presence in it, and he needs to find answers. Maybe, maybe he finds out that someone's wielding yeah his old hammer. So yeah, maybe you know. 
But why go to the trash planet first? <sighs> He's a collector of all things, right? That guy? Oh, no, that's the collector. That's the collector. <laughs> Completely different character. I don't know. Why does he go to the trash planet? He just wants to hang out with Jeff Goldblum. Just, yeah, he just wants to see Jeff Goldblum. Maybe Korg needs to go pick up some new pants. What was in... Ra- yeah, maybe. What was in Ragnarok? What do you mean? What was in Ragnarok? No, no. What was like... I'm trying to think of something he might go back if he has unfinished business. Uh, well, he doesn't really. So, no, Valkyrie doesn't. doesn't live there anymore. Hulk doesn't live there anymore. No. The only person that I can think of who lives there is, uh, is well, Korg used to live there, but he's with Thor. Mm-hmm. He goes there for information, I think. Sure. What, he goes there for information. But what information is is the question? Maybe deities are already being killed off by Gore, but we yes. don't know by, well, we don't know at this stage who is killing them off. Yes. So Gore is killing off deities, but we don't know who Gore is. Gotcha. They come in, they save this tribe from, you know, CGI, you know, alien, whatever, who cares? And the, the tribe of aliens are like, oh, everything was going great until this figure came and killed Our them. God used to God. protect to us. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. And then and then these marauders came and that's who the Guardians of the Galaxies protected. You know, them like the Guardians of the Galaxy whip in, save the day. But they're like, yeah, it all went to everything all went to hell when, you know, our God was killed. And Thor's like, hmm, gods don't get killed. Who yeah. is this? And then they describe this guy. We might even see a flashback of him, you know, coming yeah. and ch- ch- killing people and da 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 da. So then he's like, well, we know as well that he can destroy planets with his sword, but mm. uh, that'll play into it later on. Yeah. Whatever. So Thor's like, I really need to figure out who this guy is. I have a vested interest in this because I am a god. Yeah. Um, and, and I know gods. The Guardians of the Galaxy are like, we're going to find our friend. Yeah, we're going to find where what we're going to work out a way to bring Gamora back. Yes. So we've got to go over to the Soul Realm, which is apparently a place you can just visit, <laughs> as we learned from Avengers Endgame. Uh, you need to get back to Earth, but we can't drive you all the way back to Earth. We'll drop you off at the nearest planet where you can get transport back to Earth. You're friends with the Grandmaster. Go talk to him and get a ship. That's a great idea. I think that's that's a good, good... Uh, for nothing else, is going to be great. I just want to say as well, I think they're going to reference... Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor are going to reference adventures they've had previously, but, like, it'll be... Really spectacular, and it'll be, like it'll have a hint of mystery to it. You know, okay, be sure. Like the you know, you know how Black Widow and um, Hawkeye had that. Yes. You know that that's sort Budapest. Of yeah, exactly. What happens in Budapest? Yeah, Budapest. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, maybe that'll happen. Okay, so that gets I'm us to the to trash. That. that gets us to the trash planet. I like that we don't remember what this planet's called. We just remember <laughs> that it's a trash planet that yeah. Jeff Goldblum rules, mm-hmm. and he's got that uh, bodyguard as well. I can't remember the character's name, but she was voiced by Terry from uh, Soul who I accused of doing a bad Australian accent when she's actually from New Zealand. <laughs> I know she's going to be here. Yes, she she's will. She's going to have a little cameo. Jeff Goldblum's going to have a cameo. They're just going to be there for laughs. Yep. He's going to be doing something wacky. Jeff Goldblum, that is. He's going to be doing something wacky, and we laugh at it, and then Thor gets a ship from him and heads back to Earth, presumably. Presumably. Cool. So he goes to Earth. What's he doing at Earth? Going to Asgard, I guess? Yeah, well, he's got to go to New Asgard. Yep. He used to live there. Yep, he's so going to check go it back out. There, and then, of course, we're reintroduced to Valkyrie, who's sitting in a council meeting. Yes. Listening to, like, really petty stuff to her. And she's bored. She's frustrated. She hates it, but it's her duty now. That's what she has to do as king, so. Yep. We know from the trailer as well that New Asgard is invaded by some kind of force. It seems to be people in armor as well as tentacle monsters. Uh-huh. Did you notice that in the trailer? I went frame by frame, so I definitely saw the tentacle monster. I didn't see the tentacle monster. Monsters, there's several. Oh, yeah? They're like little, not as big as the one in Doctor Strange, mind you. There's a big tentacle monster at the start of that movie. But there's sort of like several little tentacle monsters and people with swords and shields that seem to have a battle in New Asgard at night time. So, we've got to lead up to that. So, obviously, Thor is going back there to, I guess, enlist the help of Valkyrie. Maybe he wants to go and see Zeus. Because he's Mm -hmm. like, Zeus is the, the king of the Olympian gods. Yes. Odin's no longer a thing. 
and Valkyrie has taken his place as king of New Asgard, so maybe she he's worried that she is uh, a target of Gore. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, is she technically a god? No, I don't think she's technically a god. She is a deity, I believe. Uh-huh. Or at least a, a like a spiritual being. She's a Valkyrie, for Christ's well, sake. Well, I guess it makes sense for him to return to Asgard just to, you know- Yeah, catch up. Catch up, yeah. Come back home. Maybe the invading army is an army of Gores. Yeah. Maybe Gore has sent this sort of like otherworldly- well, he's got to, yeah, he's got to have an army, surely. Yeah, that he, you know, enlists and sends out, and they're, you know, fodder for our heroes. Maybe he enlists people who have turned against their gods, like people who feel like they've been betrayed by their gods. He's able to enlist yeah. them to fight on his behalf. I think it'd be kind of cool if, you know, in hating gods, he becomes a god himself. You know, people worship him. You know, he becomes what he essentially, hates. yeah, mm. yeah, that'd be good. It's like a cult leader. I like that, but the, you know, there's a, there's an irony there that he doesn't. See. So we just need to come up with a reason why New Asgard is being invaded by what looks like people with swords and shields, as well as octopus tentacle monsters. Do you think that's going to happen here or later in the movie? Well, it has to happen around this point because we need to be introduced to got it. Jane. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Thor comes back to Asgard. He's like, New Asgard. New Asgard. My apologies. Which is on Earth, yeah. New Asgard. He comes back, he's like, I'm just here to, you know, and he has a sort of bravado about himself. He's just like, I'm just here to check and see if everything's going swimmingly. And it becomes really obvious that no one needs Thor. He's just becoming more of a, you know, hassle, Hassle, more of a headache. He's just like, and he's trying to be like a celebrity, but no one cares. And he's just like, you know, I used to be, uh, you know, at Asgard, you know, I used to rule this place. And everyone's like, go away. (laughs) You're being annoying. Yeah. Um, You never used to go to any of the council meetings. We didn't have any paved roads until recently. And because Thor is there, mm-hmm. that's why the attack happens, because they're targeting mm. Thor. Good idea. Good idea. So, obviously, the battle breaks out. Uh, in swoops Jane Foster, who is now Mighty Thor. She's now taken up the mantle of Thor's place now that he's gone. Yes. As protector of New Asgard. She was dying of cancer. She was blessed by the gods. Um, Mjolnir reformed, and now she's the true wielder of that. Yep. I think Thor we'll find that out in conversations later, but yes. Yeah. Well, that's the explanation. We don't have all day. Yes. So, yeah, we'll find that out later, not during this or before this scene. Yep. Valkyrie, Thor, and Mighty Thor, Jane. Let's just call her Jane for ease of- It is way easier. Yeah. So, they fire, They fend off all the, the attackers. New Asgard is in flames, but somewhat saved. Poor Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> all the Asgardians are just like, when do we no get a luck. break? They have no luck whatsoever. But then, of course, Thor realizes and Valkyrie and Jane agree that, yes, this, this god butcher, Gore the god butcher, needs to be stopped. We need to go warn the other gods. Who's the most powerful god we can think of? Zeus, yes. leader of the Olympians. Let's go to Zeus. He may need to be warned, mm-hmm. but he can also help us. He's a powerful god. Makes sense. Let's all go to Zeus. Yeah. They're like, let's put somebody in charge of Asgard. Cork, you stay. I was just <laughs> about to say, oh, we need to work in Heimdall, who was played by Idris Elba, but he's dead. Oh, so yes. We don't have to worry about no, him. No, he is dead. They're going to put somebody in charge of Asgard, by the way. Oh, by the way, the players are also in this movie. Yes. The actors. So, Matt Damon, Sam Neill, Luke Hemsworth, as well as uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. He's going to be playing Hela. So, when they go back to New Asgard, there's going to be a play being put on there for the New Asgardians. And it's going to be recapping the plot of Thor Ragnarok in a, in a comic way. Uh-huh. And I love that they have Liam Hemsworth playing Thor. That's great. And Melissa McCarthy playing Hela. She's <laughs> going to be wearing like that skin-tight outfit, but it's, it's Melissa McCarthy, so she's a bit chunky. Yeah. And we all point and laugh at the fat person, because that's just the running gags in Marvel movies these yeah, days. Yeah, body shaming. Marvel. Yeah. So we've got all these people with like unrealistic sort of ripped and toned bodies. And then the main gag is like, let's laugh at people who don't have their shit together. Yeah, let's let's promote unrealistic body types and then laugh at all and the fat people. little people, people yeah, <laughs> who, uh, you know, may not be able to help it. <laughs> That's always healthy, Marvel. I'm so glad you're sticking on that bad way. Yeah. 
So they travel to Mount Olympus. Yes, they do. How they get there, I have no idea. Horses. Horses. Like the, you know that like thing that they like Pegasus. They, yeah. Didn't they didn't they have a cart that had flying Go- goats? Yeah, yeah, but they seem to get that when they're in Mount Olympus. Okay. So they seem to travel to Mount Olympus. How they get there, I have no idea. But once they're there, we see them get into a ship that is pulled by maybe they actually Well Valkyrie has a flying horse. Yeah, she does. So maybe she they're they're all just tied to Maybe the- they take the the ship with the goats that rides on the rainbow from New, it would make more sense that they take it from New Asgard on Earth up into the heavens. Yeah, because they can always Mount leave Olympus. Mount Olympus, you know. Yeah, so I, I think that we because presumably, that. if we know anything about the MCU deities, it's not like Mount Olympus is on Earth. No, it's like a different planet. Yes. So they fly this this ship, as in like this rainbow powered goat led ship from New Asgard up to Mount Olympus, and from what I understand as well, they have to go in disguise to get close to Zeus. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. Why can't they just go as themselves? It seems like Thor is not well liked at this stage by Zeus, so I don't, you know. Well, maybe we see that some kind of stadium or some sort of uh, stadium-like place that Zeus seems to be at in yeah. the trailer. So maybe to get into and have an audience with Zeus, they pretend to be like Greek warriors. I, I think it might be a case of there was an old feud or something happened Years ago, between Odin and Zeus, like, sure, see that, sure. And from then on, they don't get along. So it's they need so to disguise themselves. They need together. to go in disguise to avoid, you know, yes. sparking up this feud. Again. Unless they're trying to get something from you know Mount Olympus rather than see Zeus. Unless they're trying to get there and then they get caught out and then they explain themselves. Well, if Gore the Butcher is going around killing deities, I couldn't think of another reason why they would need to go to Mount Olympus. True. Yeah. That's why they're there. Agreed. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they're, they're not going to get let in. So they've got a Trojan horse their way through and they do that yeah. by disguising themselves. Yeah. So Thor ends up getting into a battle. He fights very impressively against like the, the Greek guards. Yeah, or- he flexes his Thor muscles. Yep. He's eventually chained up by Zeus, by Zeus's powers. And he says, let's see who's under that disguise. He goes out and flick. <laughs> And through the power of Zeus, all of uh, Thor's clothes go flying off. Yeah, yeah, and everyone sees Thor's hammer. Exactly. He sees his uh, saggy Mjolnir. <laughs> He's drooping Mjolnir. Maybe he was really excited by the fight and it's uh, <laughs> it's ready to go. <laughs> it's reformed and ready to go well, like, they, they like all, Jane's one. They all seem very impressed. Yeah. All of the women around Zeus faint. Yep. And yeah, they're obviously very impressed. I don't think they're going to censor his ass like they do in the trailers. Nope. I'm imagining full uncensored ass in the actual we'll movie. Ass. Hopefully, full uncensored, full frontal nudity as well. <laughs> I I just watched <laughs> the the Godfather two the other day, and I'm thinking of uh, the Superman, Mister Superman. Oh yeah, that's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call him Superman. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. not real. <laughs> that's a reference that not many people are going to get, but I'm I'm glad you included it. I don't believe it. It's gotta be a fake. It ain't no fake. That's real. That's why they call him Superman. There he is. That's Superman. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they call that's that's why they call him Thor's hammer. <laughs> yes. Maybe he should be called Superman. Anyway, anyway. So he's revealed to be Thor. Obviously, Zeus is going to have a meeting or some sort of conversation with Thor, Valkyrie. Don't forget Korg's here as well. Yeah, but he'll and he's Jane. not going to be doing anything. No, he's just going to be in the background, spouting one-liners, mm-hmm. attempting to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Attempt but we all to love him. Funny. We all love him, don't we? He's gonna, <laughs> yes, He's we do. Yes, we do. I like him. Sure. Do you like him, Kieran? No. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on. So, we already decided that Gore the Butcher is going to kill Zeus. Yes. Leading them to want to avenge Zeus in some way. And, of course, Valkyrie ends up with Zeus's lightning 
to carry around yeah, and eventually yeah. battle Gore. Can I pitch something to you? Go ahead. They win Zeus over. They give a speech about, you know, what's happening and da-da-da. Convince Zeus and Zeus goes, ha-ha-ha. Well, okay, we'll all work together, but you can stay the night in Mount Olympus. Sure. They're going to have the night there. Um, Jane and Thor will have like a little intimate scene yep. where they talk. Maybe <laughs> Valkyrie is like trying to sneak into Jane's room or something. Oh, that'd be great <laughs> if both Thor and Valkyrie are trying to sneak into Jane's room and they run into each other. But I think this is where we Like we'll get- Indiana Jones? Yes, they'll get the explanation. <laughs> that Jane, you know, what, what's happened to Jane and, you know, we'll have an intimate scene sure. and then shit goes down. There's a, there's another attack. So, Zeus is assassinated by Gore. Yeah. He kills him. I thought for a while that Thor might get the blame for it, but that, that ends up being too messy, so I, I don't think they'll go in that direction. Now, this is the point where my notes stop because I have nothing beyond the point of Zeus dying. Now, we've got to get to a big, obviously, a big final fight with Gore where, you know, they, they have a big rock montage, everyone teams up, there's a million things going on at once and they use their powers to overcome Gore. We all know it's going in that direction. Yes, it is. But what happens between this point with Zeus being killed to get to that point? Like, there's a whole chunk of the movie missing for me in my head. I mean, it could be safe to say that, you know, they go to other gods. Yeah. Check them out. Remember, Presumably, we've, we'll see a whole bunch of other gods. We've, we've got the, the Norse god that's in this movie. So, maybe she- Sif. Yeah, Sif plays a part in that. So, Sif presumably would be living in new Asgard on Earth. Yeah, presumably unless she's elsewhere. But I guess she- Maybe she's- Maybe, as we suggested, she's killed during the battle in New Asgard towards the start of the movie. Maybe. Maybe, you know, it's a typical Marvel trope, but maybe they're trying to find a weapon to use against Gore, or maybe Gore himself is- Well, they have plenty of weapons at this point. We've got Thor's axe. I can't remember what the axe is called. Now Jane wields Mjolnir, reconstructed Mjolnir. I have no idea what Thor did with the, the Mjolnir that he stole from the other dimension. Yeah. Presumably, he gave it to Captain America and made him take it back. <laughs> yeah, I guess he would he doesn't have it in this movie. No, he does not. Um, maybe they're trying to stop Gore from constructing a, a big planet-killing weapon. Where well, he has a big planet-killing yeah, weapon, the sword. Too. Yeah. He can just stab the sword into the ground and destroy a planet. Yeah. So, you're suggesting there's going to be some travelling around. Yes, I think so. At this point, a little yes. bit of to and fro. Yeah. So, maybe they have to go around and recruit all the dead Avengers- from the like the other dimensions, they're not brought back at the same time. They're all brought back piecemeal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Remember how well that worked with our uh, Avengers <laughs> Endgame plot? Yep. Well, they might do it this time. No. Multiverse. No, time. I can't see that happening. No. Um, there's there's no one really else credited that they can um, recruit. Yeah, like so- I said, the, this part in the movie they're keeping quiet yep. for whatever reason. I can't see too much exciting happening because every time we get worked up and say like, oh, Iron Man's going to be in the movie. No, Iron Man will We're going to have all these cameos. Deadpool's going to be in the movie. It doesn't end up happening. No. So, I didn't even like entertain any rumors I read because I'm like, well, track record is in the past. They're they're never true. Yes. So, we can throw out all these crazy ideas. They're most likely not going to be true. And ultimately, the movie's going to be a lot more simple, a lot more straightforward than we're giving it credit for. Mm. Well, I guess guess what we need to do is- Thor needs to do something to prove that he's worthy again, right? And then that gives yeah. him the strength to go and fight the bad guys. So Sure. And then he and Jane have to defeat Gore together because that's yes. the whole point. Because yes. she's Jane is essentially going to be set up, I'm presuming. Actually, Natalie Portman has said otherwise. Mm. I thought that Jane was going to be set up to replace Thor. But from what I understand, Natalie Portman's like, well, they haven't asked me to do any other movies. So, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Is this Thor's last movie? As in Chris Hemsworth? Not that he said. Right. Yeah, he has not said that. But Natalie Portman said, I've only signed to do this one where Chris Hemsworth is going to be in other movies. So right. She's not presumably going to replace Thor. It's just, I, I, I presume that Thor is going to get his groove back and become like a, an interplanetary, interdimensional traveling superhero with the rest of our Marvel heroes, leaving Jane to look after New Asgard and yeah. be a god on Earth. Presumably so. Yeah. 
so maybe this part of the movie he goes to a mythological place to uncover it's something. It's all been mythological so far. I know, I know. But you know, like you know that part of the We're movie. We're gonna do some busy work. Yes, where where he goes and he you know needs to find himself in this cave or Well he's gonna have a defeat. We're gonna have a defeat around this point, like around the point that Zeus is killed. Yeah, maybe and he's then we've defeated. got to build up again. Doesn't save Zeus. There, there's your defeat. Yeah, exactly. Siv dies, maybe that he We already said that Siv no, well, she's died before. earlier on. Can anybody else die? Korg dies? <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No. You think Tiger Watiti is going to write himself out of his own movie? Valkyrie dies. Oh, I couldn't see them doing that. No? Couldn't see them killing Valkyrie off. She's a fan favorite. And okay. we know that she's going to fight Gore in the final battle, presumably. Okay. Well, that's everybody. They're not going to kill Jane. Well, they've killed enough people. They've killed heaps of deities. Okay. Stumped? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I don't think we can predict too much beyond they, there's a little bit of busy work. They travel to and fro. Some other deities are killed off. They, they have to recover from their defeat. They have to learn the lesson yeah. before going to kill Gore the Butcher. Yeah. And we've already explained how the final fight's going to go. So the three have to team up. Korg can be there as well, shooting one-liners to hurt Gore the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Stand and Marvel Fair is what I'd say. So the movie will be broken up into three acts, presumably. There'll be a battle in each act. The third act battle will be the final battle. Yep. Uh, they'll Obviously, they're going to defeat Gore the Butcher. Yes, He's will. not a bad guy that I can see sticking around for, for more movies. No. And they do it by working together. Yeah, of course. Yep. So, Valkyrie has uh, Zeus's lightning bolt. Jane has Mjolnir. Thor has his his axe. They work together. They beat him. What more can we say? Yeah. Impressive music will play. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Good rock soundtrack. Like I said, we're going to have like a, a, a like a classic 70s or 80s rock song during the final battle. It's going to be awesome. There's so much stuff that's going to be happening at once. It's going to be a very impressive set piece, ultimately leading to Gore's defeat. Yes. So, now we've defeated Gore. What happens next? What gets us excited for the next movie? So, here's the question. Does Thor now, you know, take the title of Thor? I'm a superhero again. I'm a god I don't think again. So. Or does he say, no, thank you? Does he retire? I mean, they did do that at the last Maybe movie. Maybe he returns to Earth. I just want to rewind for a second. Yeah, okay. I think he returns to New Asgard with the intention of taking back the mantle of King again, but finds that Jane has already taken his place. So, he feels like, oh, shit, well, what am I going to do now? Valkyrie, you mean? Well, no, Jane has taken oh. his place as Thor. Right, yes. So, Valkyrie is the king, but then mighty Thor, Jane, is now the protector. Yes. So, we see a point when uh, Thor arrives back on Earth. He, well, Actually, you know, when he arrives back on the, the trash planet, he slams his axe into the ground. He's wearing sort of like what I'm presuming is Star-Lord's discarded clothes. He's wearing sort of like a, an 80s wardrobe with like a ripped off sleeveless jacket with yep. a rock and roll t-shirt underneath and jeans. It looks awesome which he uses in the first fight. And then he slams the axe into the ground when he arrives on Grandmaster's trash planet and he transforms into like a brand new costumed Thor, which he wears for the battle in New Asgard. Yeah. And he, he, I think he's also wearing it when we first see him arrive in Mount Olympus as well. I think he's under the impression that he's just going to go back and take up his old mantle, become that hero again. But when he finds out that he's been replaced, his whole conflict is, well, what do I do now? What's the point of existing now? And what he'll learn by the end of the movie is, you know, I can just be a superhero. I can travel around. I don't have to be the ruler of somewhere. Mm -hmm. I can go and do whatever I want. And the world is my, the universe is my oyster. Yeah. That is kind of what happened at the end of, was it Avengers Endgame or was it, was it Ragnarok? Yeah, it was sort of the end of Ragnarok, but they were sort of left stranded when um, Asgard was destroyed. Right. They left in a in a ship and were like, oh, we all survived. We don't have our planet anymore, but, you know, we've got new exciting frontiers in the future. They're attacked by Thanos. A lot of them are wiped out. They end up settling on Earth and, you know, starting a new Asgard on Earth. Yeah. And so Thor ended Endgame by traveling off with the Guardians of the Galaxy just because they were a team already. So he'd already joined them for 
Infinity War and Endgame, if you remember. Yeah. So, yeah, he- I don't know why he was traveling around with them. I can't remember why he was traveling around with them. I haven't seen those movies for a long time. But I guess he's- they're just- he was just felt like he was part of the family- Maybe, like I suggested before, they don't feel like he's part of the family, so he doesn't feel like he belongs there either. <laughs> That'd be sad. So, he's just looking for a place to belong and finds that he doesn't belong anywhere. Could be. Could That could be a huge character arc for him. And then he realises that, well, I don't need to belong anywhere. I'm my right. own man. I can go and do what I want. Maybe he's just like, I can just be a citizen of New Asgard I if I can, really want. Yeah, I can be solo. So, yeah, that's what he does. So, kills Gore, yep. realises what he was searching for was in him all along. Absolutely, yep. Says, bye! Swings his axe and just flies off. Yeah. Fuck it. I think he'll be back in New Asgard, but he won't be, obviously, the ruler. Yeah, yeah. He's conceded that Jane is is more than worthy to take his place. She's proven herself. Yep. More than worthy. Valkyrie is the perfect leader. So, yeah. He's just like, well, I don't need to be- I don't need to be the ruler. I don't need to live up to my lineage. I can just go off and be a hero on my own. Yeah. Simple as that. Easy. Easy. Done. Done. I think that's our plot done. How do you feel? Very shaky on that one. I now, something to. we always like to do with these movies as well is we try and predict the post-credits scenes, what we think is oh. going to be in the post-credits scenes. We have never, ever, ever been successful. <laughs> We've never been successful. So, why not try again? All right, let's do it. So, what TV show are they going to be setting up for in this movie? Because that's all they've been doing for the last, you know, however many movies. Right. The Eternals ended with, what was it, Harry Styles and the Goblin Man turning up. Yes. To team up with the Eternals in some, presumably in an episode of a TV show down the future. We At the end of Black Widow, we had Elaine from Seinfeld sending Yelena on the path of Hawkeye, which ended up being a thing in the Hawkeye TV series. At the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, we had Nick Fury in space, which is setting up for the Secret Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. At the end of Doctor Strange, uh, how can I say this without spoiling Doctor Strange? At the end of Doctor Strange... We had Bruce Campbell punching himself in the face, so I can't see that going anywhere. Nope. So, really, if we were intelligent about it, we'd look at what TV shows are coming up. Well, that's what I'm looking at. And then trying to work something into it. At the moment, I'm looking at what- Maybe it's setting up for Loki season two. Loki will come back into it somehow. We, we presume that Loki was going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Maybe. of Madness, and he wasn't even mentioned. He didn't even appear at all. So, Loki is tied to the Thor universe. Why not have him show up again? All right. That's good. Because otherwise, we've got Miss Marvel- I can't see that. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Edition. Let's go. Th- let's go, Loki. Yep. Yeah, because they're brothers. Makes sense in the universe. Yep, I'm happy with and that. We we presume that Loki would appear in uh, <laughs> at the end of Doctor Strange. Didn't happen there, so why not transfer <laughs> that prediction over to this one? Done. Makes more sense for him to show up in you know this universe because that's where he's from. Yeah. So he's going to appear and help set up the start of season two of Loki and get us excited for that. Something that I won't watch because I'm not obligated to because it's not a movie. So, you're happy with that? I'm happy with that. Have no other suggestions. Maybe Harry Styles and the Goblin Man will come back again. Maybe one of the Eternals will show up and and just like- Yeah, we love the Eternals. So, the Eternals come back. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it makes sense for Loki to come back. Yeah, that makes the most sense in my head. I I, I don't know if it'll be a serious one or a bit of a silly one, maybe. I actually just remembered what happened at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home now. Remember we sat through the whole credits and at the end we got a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. They could do something similar again. I don't think they will. No, I don't not, think they Not for either. these movies. No. Because they're Marvel not. movies, they have to do something. Yeah. So, one of the post credit scenes is going to be a gag. It's yes. going to be tied to something that happened earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a throwaway sort of gag. And then there'll be one that actually- Something in Mount Olympus, I think. Presumably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably. But then we'll also have one that will get us excited for something in the future, a TV show. Yes. And it's going to be the Loki one. Yep. There we go. Done. 
I don't think we could do any better than that if we tried, even though that was a very shaky attempt, if you ask me. Feels like we're going back to our roots. Like our roots of not knowing anything about the characters, not knowing anything about the movie, and just going like, well, what happens in a movie? It's got three acts. Like it's got a <laughs> beginning, middle, and end. It's a Marvel movie, so there'll be a hero's journey. And I'm kind of worried that we aren't giving Marvel enough credit these days. We're going, oh, they typically do this, but Marvel's been doing a lot of different stuff. Well, what's been happening is the movies are the same old movies, but they'll just throw a twist in. Yes. And so the movies are never like as grandiose as people predict they'll be. They're a lot more sort of like scaled back. And they'll be like, oh, twist, you thought this was going to happen, but actually this is going to happen. And people are like, wow, I was expecting one thing, I got another. And that's just been their deal. Yeah. Can't see that. Well, I've been wrong in the past. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't see that really happening with this movie. Jane Foster turns around and kills And smashes Thor. in Thor's head with the fucking hammer. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be a great ending scene. That'd shock the fans. Oh my God. And then you set up as Mighty Thor is the bad guy. Yeah. They all have to fight. And we all know Thor's overpowered, so. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like that didn't happen in a recent movie, Matty D, so okay. I couldn't see them doing the same thing again. So, yeah, no spoilers for any recent <laughs> Marvel movies that have come out. But yeah, all right, let's wrap it up for another week. Let's do it. So, if you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in Thor, Love and Thunder, I think that's all in the, it's all in the title, you know, there's going to be a little bit of love. A little bit of thunder. A little bit of thunder. A little bit of Thor. There you go. <laughs> So, if you have any theories on what you think is going to happen, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Just find this episode's page. If this episode has just come out, it'll be right at the top. Yep. If it's years from now, it won't be. You have to do a little bit of uh, scrolling. Before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course, as is standard, next week we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we go back and look at a movie we predicted in the past and see how close we got to predicting the plot. And I'm very excited for next week because it's a movie that Matty D and I saw in the cinemas very recently. Yeah. And I've actually already gone back and listened to the episode, so I know how well we did. But next week, we're going back and revisiting the movie that has been the most delayed mm-hmm. since starting the show. We're looking at Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick and you're excited to, go see that in the cinemas before next week. Because we're going to be talking all about the plot and spoiling it next week. And oh boy, oh boy, some of the predictions we made. Whew, it may be one of the best predictions that both of us... I'm not going to single any one person out, but... Both of us, some of our best predictions we've ever made. Yeah, there's a lot of surprising things in that episode. Absolutely. Um, And it's a great episode too. So many short jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd recommend it just for Tom Cruise short jokes. (laughs) He wasn't short in that movie though. No, weirdly. (laughs) Everyone had to like slump over. Miles Teller ended up looking like a seven foot giant. We'll talk about it, but there is a scene where Tom Cruise is standing on a box and you see him jump off the box. (laughs) I I swear that that was a mistake that they left in the movie. Yeah, uh, everyone seems really excited about this movie as well, so we can talk all about our feelings because, you know, as you guys would know, we're not terribly big Top Gun fans, so... No, but did we like this new movie? That is the question. Because it is getting glowing reviews from critics and audiences alike. We could be swept up in the mania. We could be. So find out next week. So until we return to talk about Top Gun Maverick... Thunder on... See who you are. I take off your disguise. And flick. Oh, you flick too hard, damn it! Look at the size of that thing. It's too. It's too. It's too.